You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, well, you can keep your eyes and ears on the 415ers podcast three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. Evan Giddings and Mark Grandy with you as always. Five stars only acceptable when you download, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. One, and so this is the thing, because with Debo, obviously someone's got to get him the football, whether it's running, and especially I think moving forward this year, I I do think they're going to be using him primarily as a wide receiver, um, things have gotten a little stale in the running game when he's back there, but Jimmy Garoppolo is the one that's going to have to pass him the ball if they are going to use him as a wide receiver. And something that Jimmy G said earlier this week in a press conference of his that kind of caught my eye, you know, obviously the Niners are going to Carolina. Jimmy Garoppolo was at least expected after the end of last season to be a guy on the trade market, and the Carolina Panthers were a team that was floated as being a potential trade partner. There was other teams, but Carolina, according to Jimmy Garoppolo, was, quote, at the top of the list or, you know, in that top group of teams that were in advanced talks with, he said, the 49ers and him, I'm assuming with his agent. But, you know, I I can't help but think, like, even though Niners are 2-2, two and two, granted, I, I think their point differential and the way they played, especially in the last you know, the last game on Monday night says they, they could be better. They could be 4-0. They could be 3-1, and but they're not. They're 500. Carolina, meanwhile, is about as bad a 1-3 and team as you could put on, put on paper. Um, what would Carolina look like, and what would the 49ers look like if Jimmy Garoppolo was wearing that Panther blue, if he was over in Charlotte? Like, that's something that, it's just a hypothetical that I was thinking about, but you know, Jimmy Garoppolo on that team instead of Baker Mayfield, they make the choice to trade with Cleveland instead of potentially trading with San Francisco. And after that happened, I don't know about you, Mark. I felt like that was one of the sort of the final straws, you know, as far as where Jimmy G could or couldn't go. Um, Pittsburgh was up there, obviously Cleveland. And once Baker left and went to Carolina, but I thought the Panthers would be a nice fit as a team sort of in a transitionary period and not really knowing whether you want to rebuild or compete or what you want to do. So, that also leaves the 49ers in our hypothetical scenario without a backup quarterback able to step into the position of Trey Lance, who unfortunately got hurt in week two. So it, it's so weird. Like, you know, if Jimmy G's in Carolina, I don't know if the Panthers are necessarily headed for the playoffs like the San Francisco 49ers currently are to me, but it absolutely changes everything. And I think the Panthers are in a much better place. And the 49ers clearly... Well, we don't know what Brock Purdy could be, but I, I got to assume that they end up being in a much worse place if Jimmy G's on the East Coast. Well, Niners would certainly be in a worse place. Uh, you know, Brock Purdy, by all accounts, has looked good, but he's Mr. Irrelevant and just drafted. I mean, it would be a shock if he's anywhere near the level of Jimmy Garoppolo right now. So I think we can safely say, assuming that the Trey Lance injury still happens, I think maybe there's a world 
in which Jimmy Garoppolo is not on this roster and Kyle Shanahan maybe is a little more conservative in terms of putting his quarterback, Trey Lance, in risk because he knows he doesn't have as much depth, but that's probably a conversation for later. For Carolina, however, they would certainly be better. I, I don't think anyone is disputing, uh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo versus Baker Mayfield. Uh, we've had a number of years of data now uh, where Baker Mayfield just simply is not very good there. I think there was an argument early in Baker's career when he was pretty electric and that Browns offense was playing pretty good and, and Baker Mayfield was exciting and the Browns finally thought they had something, but that argument and that moment is long gone. However, I'm just not sure I am that much of a believer in Carolina or, you know, in everything else around Baker Mayfield. Uh, I mean, the offensive line is not good. They do have some good receivers. I love DJ Moore. I think he's incredible. And the fact that he is almost irrelevant in the season so far is sad because he yeah, I was is going to say Baker Mayfield doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's Baker Mayfield's fault that he can't get <laughs> DJ Moore the ball. I mean, that is a travesty. But, you know, I guess it's a long way of saying I'm not sure how much of a difference Jimmy Garoppolo makes. I'm kind of of the mind that, you know, maybe, you know, there are certain coaches that can help make Jimmy Garoppolo work. But I think there's no one better suited to make Jimmy Garoppolo work than Kyle Shanahan. And I'm not sure we and even with Kyle Shanahan, we've seen Jimmy Garoppolo's deficiencies. So I have no belief that Matt Rule would be able to have success with Jimmy Garoppolo uh, would this team maybe be two and two at this point instead of one and three? The Carolina Panthers, that is maybe, maybe Garoppolo's worth a few more points in one of their close losses. But uh, I think largely this would be the same conversation for Carolina. Uh, Matt Rose probably still on the hot seat and maybe a couple of weeks away from potentially being the first uh, head coach fired in the NFL this season. Um, I, I'm not sure Garoppolo makes that much of a difference for Carolina. I just, I just don't believe in them enough around Garoppolo, and I certainly don't believe uh, in their head coach. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it sounds like then it's kind of, it would be like a similar situation to if Jimmy G, because the other place I think late uh, kind of before the preseason started was, all right, could Jimmy G go to Seattle? I know that was another destination that was sort of floated. Another team with, we don't really know what's going on with the Seahawks. I know now they figured out their quarterback situation, kind of, uh, with Geno Smith. Geno Smith for MVP? <laughs> Well, uh, maybe after week one, it looked pretty good against the Denver Broncos. Hey, he was great against the Detroit Lions in week four. Come on. that That's true. Yeah, against the uh, the, the heavily defended uh, Jared Goff-Lev Detroit Lions. <laughs> yeah, they, they really have a deep... I, I think, actually, it's funny you mentioned that. I think it was in Hard Knocks this year, but like Dan Campbell, uh, head coach for the Lions, was you know sort of talking about how the team had improved and what they got going for him. And he mentioned there was some line he had like, Oh boys, I'm, I'm glad we finally got a defense this year. <laughs> <laughs> and then I watched Geno Smith just absolutely light them up and th nearly hang 50 on the line. So it's like, all right, 
I mean, yeah, sure. G- Geno Smith, he, I'll, I'll give him his flowers. He, he had a good weekend, Mark. I'll give you that. He's he's had a, I mean, all things considered, a pretty good four weeks. He was he obviously, you know, didn't do a single thing against the Niners in week two. Uh, Seahawks surprising offense, though, honestly, in my mind, I still don't believe in them, uh, you know, moving forward. I'm sure Geno Smith will uh, regress back to the mean, but I just I had to throw that out there. He you look at some of the advanced metrics right now. He is up there with some of the the other top quarterbacks in the NFL. It's it's pretty wild. That's why, you know, four weeks in small sample size, take everything with a grain of salt, because Geno Smith is up near the league leaders in a lot of, you know, quarterback categories. It helps to have weapons, man. I mean, even though Seattle maybe doesn't have a ton going for them outside, it's still still got DK Metcalf, uh, at least when he's on the field, not getting carted off because he's got to go number two. <laughs> and you also got Tyler Lockett out there. Rashad Penny's not a half bad back. You know, it's kind of, it's almost similar to, to Jerry. I don't mean to go too far off on a tangent, but like, you know, similar to Jerry Goff, like he's, he's got some weapons now. And when you are a halfway decent quarterback with weapons, you can do some things. I also think that's why a lot of people continue to be sort of disappointed in someone like Jimmy Garoppolo is because we all do believe in the 49ers weaponry offensively. And look, we're, we're still waiting for the George Kittle game. Um, I, I think that one probably is a bit more on Shanahan considering just the lack of, of usage in the passing game. Uh, although, if, look, if, if he keeps, you know, an extra foot in bounds, maybe as a touchdown, um, I don't know. Jimmy G is a little bit better for him, looking for him. Who knows what his numbers could be like right now. Uh, but that's also a big thing, too. And, and going back to Debo, that's also one of the reasons why I am looking at him is because he appears to be kind of the the de facto option offensively Look, I think the targets on Monday Night Football were four for IU, four for Kittle, and I forget where the other four went, but Debo had the most and definitely did the most with his opportunities. Uh, Juwan that's Jennings what, was the other. Juwan Jennings. Thank you. Appreciate that. And But but that's the thing, too. It's like, okay, well, you know, if Jimmy's getting 25 passes a game, and, and I don't think he should be throwing more, if anything, maybe less, but how are you going to distribute those targets? And to me, the majority of them got to go to a guy like Debo, even though... I think we all believe George Kittle deserves some recognition as a top tight end. Yeah, I mean, last week, you know, on the podcast, I I was, you know, thinking George Kittle was going to have his breakout game against uh, against the Rams on Monday night. It, it obviously didn't happen. He almost had that touchdown, like you mentioned. Um, I I still would, you know, hold that I think this offense needs him involved more. Uh, I think, you know, it's it's relatively easy to to think about how dominant that win was over the Rams and be like, all right, you know, the offense is is back together. You know, they're, they're feeling good. They're feeling better. This is, you know, kind of the jumping off point. But it, you also have to, you know, take that game in context and realize that the offense did not need to do much to to win that game. I mean, the defense scored seven points. The defense only allowed nine points. So the offense needed three points to win. And, you know, they managed to get that and more obviously, but it was a huge improvement, but it was also a very, very, very low bar to clear from the previous week in Denver. So while it was certainly a step in the right direction, it's not like this Niners offense has, you know, suddenly reached their final form. Like there are still ways to improve. And I think the biggest one is George Kittle in the passing game? And we know, and we talked about it a lot, how good he is, you know, as a run blocker. And, and you know, he's going to, you know, lead you to a few extra yards every play because of how 
ferocious he is, you know, blocking defensive ends, linebackers, blitzing corners, whatever, whatever the situation is. He's great at that, but he's also an elite pass catcher. And I think if the 49ers have, you know, dreams of winning the NFC West of, you know, winning a couple of postseason games, potentially competing for an NFC title and, you know, perhaps a Super Bowl. I think George Kittle has to be involved more. And you look at the numbers now over the last, what, eight or nine games dating back to last year, including the postseason, they're bad. And it's it's not, you know, to blame Kittle. It's not like he's had a bunch of drops. It, you know, it's just simply he's not being targeted. Um, I, I think, you know, and I was wrong on this last week, but I think, you know, as as we move another, you know, couple of weeks into the season, as as Jimmy Garoppolo gets more comfortable, I mean, he's been saying, I didn't really have a training camp. This is kind of my preseason. I'm I'm getting up to speed. I'm getting back. We know he he likes targeting George Kittle. I think the targets will come and, and we'll see him involved more in the passing game. And I think the Niners need that to happen because if not, I mean, I, I wouldn't say the offense becomes one dimensional, uh, you know, when you have Debo and, and his, you know, electricity, any, you know, in the passing game or the rushing game, uh, you're going to be mixing things up somewhat. But uh, if they do not get George Kittle involved the more, it, it becomes that much easier for opposing defenses. So I'm sure it's on Kyle Shanahan's mind. You know, I'm sure him and Jimmy are talking about it. You know, why aren't we getting the ball to George Kittle more? Is it something that, you know, I should be doing when I'm, you know, designing these plays when I'm calling them for you? Or is it just some simply some kind of misconnect between you two? Because um, I'm sure that Kyle Shanahan is aware of it and is is trying to get it working. Because if not, I think this offense is seriously capped at how much more they can improve. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. 